I am pushing the go live button. Drum roll. Good morning, everybody. Episode 60 of Maker That Money, the podcast where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby, is live once again here on the YouTube's 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, just about every Friday with me. As always, my trusty co-host, Mr. Andrew Mayhall of 3D Gloop. How are you, Andrew? I'm doing great. How are you? Can you tell the coffee has really just kicked in this morning for me? <laughs> just say you're 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 full on caffeine. I'm full. Like. <laughs> uh, you guys get the full pooch this morning. Uh, I am Pooch of Repcord, uh, and we are happy to have you. If you are interested in things maker, things entrepreneurial, things entrepreneurial maker related and all that stuff. We talk about that on this podcast. So how to make money uh, taking your passions and taking it to the next level. Our guests this week, one of them you have seen in the recent past, Mr. Josh Manley, co-founder of cadclass.org. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely. And his partner in crime, Mr. Jake. I'm not even going to try that last name. Say it for us, Jake. Sugden. Sug Sugni. Sugden. Close enough. Sugden. 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 No, 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 nobody put it. I've heard every single different iteration. I've heard sudden, Sugden. And I'm like, whatever hey, wait, you want. Hold on a second. Do I have an errant Y on the end of your name, or is there not? You do. Okay. You do. I yeah. thought you. That's I copy pasted from your email. I blame. I blame Josh. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome Jake, uh, co-founder of CAD Class. Also, so you guys are are, are a duo, um, and we're gonna get into your origin story and how you met and how you guys decided to partner up uh, in a second. But before we do that. Uh, we got to do our housekeeping. So greetings to everybody that's joining us live in the chat. If you do want to uh, ask questions of us or send comments or uh, hate uh, trolling and all the stuff that we get. No, we're, we, we've got a good audience. We Thankfully, everybody's well behaved and it's well moderated. Trolling but, is welcome. But we're happy to see some familiar faces. And uh, please feel free to join us. We also have the Maker That Money hotline. We are a call-in show. So if you want to call in and interact directly, producers are standing by to take your call for that. Uh, Michal, good to see you. Happy Friday to you as well. Courtney from Filament Stories. Alex Gibson, Brangden Langdon. Good to see you, my friend. Everybody, shout out. Uh, happy Friday to you guys. And thanks for being with us uh, on, an, on on our 60th episode. That's uh that's something, man. We're, We're getting 16. up there. That's crazy. We're getting right. I mean, that's over a year. We've been doing this over a year now, man. Like I, it's and if you count, you know, count the early Twitter Spaces things that we did and all that stuff. It's it's been a wild ride. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, other things again, like subscribe, uh, you can find us on any of the major podcast platforms. We love getting feedback. We love seeing ratings and reviews, all that stuff. So thank you. Thank you for all of that. Uh, our guests, I warn you guys, we are a positive show. We harness the good energy off and through caffeinated beverages. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we like to share our wins for the week at the top of the show. So, uh, with that said, Andrew's going to kick us off with what positive thing happens. <laughs> always here. first. Well, always he's not always first. first. Yeah. Actually, I went first last no, week. No, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but most of the time first. Go ahead, Andrew. What do you got for us? <laughs> uh, I think uh, I think big win for the week uh, so far. Uh, 
largest week of production of Gloop ever in the company's history. Oh, wow. So, which means you're really yeah. tired because production means Andrew making the Gloop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think we're over a thousand bottles this week produced. That's wow. a lot of Gloop. <laughs> Wow. That's a lot of gloop. What it needs to be a meme. That's a lot what of gloop. Drove it, do you think? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. So you know, uh, just just it's been uh, it's been a wild ride so far. <laughs> I just I, I get these visions of Andrew just like over like a saucepan with a spoon, just stirring yeah. it up and then just ladling <laughs> it into the jar. Here's that's your how, gloop. That's how Here's gloop is made. Yeah, yeah, right. The gloop that's, Nazi. That's, that's a good visual. <laughs> Dipping it over the yeah uh that's awesome man congrats on that uh jake why don't we start you're the noob here why don't we start uh what's 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 a positive thing that happened for you what's your win for the week my friend uh, my win for the week absolutely uh my fiance just got accepted to nursing school Ooh. um to a nursing master's program uh up in anaheim okay um yeah and so i think our plan is to uh get into rn and then we'll do some travel nursing and travel around the world oh yeah, that's awesome. a that's a big win, right? Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to I'm travel. It, it enables it enables your your passion for travel. That's fantastic. Great, yeah. I'm just glad that I have a job that I can work remote. Yeah. So okay. So that answers <laughs> the other question. So you're coming to us down from uh, you said Anaheim, California, or that? that I'm coming from Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach, uh, SoCal. HB. Awesome. Well, welcome. Uh, where where the sun is always shining and where the ocean is not Slightly quite cold. as cold as it yeah. is up here. Uh, Josh Manley, uh, a SAC, well, not a SAC native, but a SAC local like myself. So welcome to you. What's your win for the week? Yeah, I've got a a fun one, I think. So I met up with a guy called Max from the Sierra Service Project this week. And we had one of those meetings, I think, like you and I had when we first met, where it was Mm -hmm. just like, hey, this is amazing. How do we build a wilder, wackier, better world together? Ooh, um, they like have a it. tool library. They're working with kids and adults in the community. There's this, they're an amazing service project. Uh, and shout out Max. He's probably not in here, but had just an awesome meeting. And I'm, I'm still stoked about it. That's, that's great. Is his last name power? Max power? No, <laughs> oh, no. Maximilian. That's the best name. Maximilian. His last name is Amelian? No, no. So Maximilian, <laughs> I think Rosa is his last name. Mm. Um, he's over, <laughs> over with awesome the CS service project. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's 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 always good. Uh, networking is one of uh, w- one of the best um, parts of my job. I know that. So I'm uh, you know I'm glad I get to meet awesome people like you and and uh, others as well. So I, big win for you there. Uh, my win for the week. My win for the week. I'm gonna go with. Um, we have been uh, onlining new suppliers for stuff. So I'm really big about having redundant supply given the pains of supply chain past and so making sure that we've got backups to our backups for where we can get stuff so that we're not <laughs> missing out on sales and stalling production and and actually like kind of starting to online <clears throat> some production um uh, outside of out of house which is always a nerve-wracking Ooh. experience because um you know, you want to have that control as a, as a as an entrepreneur. You know, a lot of times you don't want to relinquish that control. Um, uh, but uh, f- you know, you you've got to balance that against the the financial implications of it, obviously. And 
uh, considering that. So we, again, we, you know, it's we're not fully reliant on it. We have backup plans. We still can produce in house, but you know, it allows us to kind of expand the offering and pivot. So, the, you know, groundwork being laid. Excited for all of that. So I'm gonna take that as my win. Congrats. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. I appreciate that. Um, Today's topic at hand is, uh, we, we called it, we got to have alliteration. I'm a big fan of alliteration, but we call it Publish <laughs> to Profits. And I'm really excited about this topic because when we talk about maker entrepreneurialism, I think a lot of people are thinking about making product or perhaps, you know, uh, content creation. We've talked to content creators, but a lot of times when people think of content creation, they're thinking video, they're thinking YouTube, they're thinking that kind of stuff. The printed word, writing books and stuff. One of the you know older <clears throat> forms of having a business, of sharing information, of monetizing your knowledge, um, is a fantastic way to to make money. And we have we've talked to a number of guests that have had books in the past, usually on something specific like you know prop building, foam smithing, stuff like that, which is cool. But uh, you guys have put together and just dropped your first book. Uh, show it to us, Jake. Show us that. We have that, the first proof. The print. There it is. There it is. Mastering. Oh, it's super duper thick. It's thick, full of all these super fun projects. Which means it's full of information and knowledge. It's called yeah. what, Jake? Mastering Fusion 360. We got 28 uh, really in-depth, personally very, very fun projects to kind of build it out. Uh, none of them are boring. Guaranteed. None. That's a that's a personal guarantee. Guarantee. Yeah. If you are bored by this book, Jake will personally refund your money. Uh, yes, that's true. I will, I will personally. <laughs> you will personally travel no. with this. Yes, just <laughs> away. <laughs> that's awesome, guys. That's a big deal, and I can't imagine how much work must have gone into that. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, I bet you can imagine it. Yeah, uh, I don't want don't to. Want I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to. So, so obviously, a publishing, get, being published. This is your first book, so I'm guessing you've both learned a lot. You're co-authoring it. Um, it's it's not your primary. I know you you've got the website and you've got a ton of video content and all that stuff as well. So. When you set out to do this, was it designed to be, say, a supplement to a lot of that or just another means of capturing that work you've already done and monetizing it in a fashion for people with the learning style that want the the text, the book? Yeah, uh, I have some thoughts on that. I know Jake's got a bunch of thoughts yeah, on that, too. Um, I'm going to start off. So, yeah, when I, so my first class in, uh, in my engineering school that I ever took was learning SolidWorks. And... We learned through a book uh, because, you know, it's a college class, get a textbook. Sure. And so it just kind Same of here. made sense. <laughs> yeah. And so when I was kind of working on a program or, or in SolidWorks, I'm building up this 3D model. And I was like, oh, God, I think I missed a step. I can just go back and go, oh, yeah, yeah, there it is. So it was very, very easy for me. And then when I kind of transitioned to different CAD programs and I was just watching through videos, I'm like, oh, God, I missed that. I need to rewind. And then it jumps back mm -hmm. 30 seconds and you go. I just want to see where you clicked this one button that I missed. So for me, kind of having a more traditional physical media is yeah. absolutely the best way that I learn. Yeah. But as we found out through a lot of our students, they go, no, 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 I prefer a PDF or I mm -hmm. prefer just a video. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of wanted mm -hmm. to uh, kind of, well, capitalize a little bit, uh, but kind of give access to every single person's ideal learning habits 
Um, the book is definitely mine. I know Josh absolutely prefers videos. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to kind of give that option to as many people as possible. Yeah, and the origin, I mean, the origin story is kind of funny. So we, uh, as you do in business, you go into things naively. I, I don't think there's any way around that. <laughs> right. So we naively jumped into the the kind of the online education world and built out the CAD class online platform. And then as we're doing it, Jake's like, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, I have to write a lot of these scripts anyway. Why don't we just turn these scripts into a book? And in our head, that was like, no problem. No mm. problem. We right? already like, have the scripts. It'll be this done is like July, August. Script. We're like, yeah, we'll just we'll, be, out. we'll be published by November. Yeah, yeah. Bing, yeah. Bing, boom. All right. <laughs> so I actually hilariously have emails that I sent to people in the industry who also publish books and I, you know, asking questions. And I'm like, yeah, we're we're aiming for November. And here we are, mm -hmm. and it's June of the following year. You were saying, oh yeah, <laughs> most most books are sold on Amazon November and December for Christmas and holidays. Christmas books, <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, yeah. you're really gonna have to yeah. push it out. But I best we, I bet we can do it. Yeah. So then, yeah. Well, hold on now. Before, but most important question of all, and we we have it in the description, but Vector Roll in the chat is saying, where do we get this lovely book? So you're here to plug. Let's yeah. plug. <laughs> where do all they right, go? So so unfortunately, the hardcover is, and the paperback are still uh, they're stuck in the queue at Amazon. We we pushed the go button on the night before the first, and thinking we could publish this like you do a final essay in a class, yeah, and yeah, a that's not the yeah. case. Yeah. But um, you can go to cadclass.org, and there is a tab for book. There is a there's the full ebook. It's exactly the same book. Um, you can download that for free, or you can make a donation if you. Uh, if you feel inclined, that donation just helps us continue to build this out for folks who can't afford uh, a full copy of the thing. And then we promise you all that we will uh, we'll send a message out when that actually goes live. So if you enter your email in there, or if, if you donate or if you don't donate, um, we'll send you a note as soon as that book is live, which should be really in the next couple of days. There's no reason it shouldn't be. We've gotten word back that um, our we have an appeal out for them. So catclass.org. Uh, you can get the ebook now. That's all ready to roll. Exactly the same content, and then hopefully by no later than say Monday, it will be available on Amazon. Mastering Fusion 360, uh, 28 step-by-step -step projects. What's the second part of that subtitle? I should um, for that. beginners in 3D <laughs> printing, prototyping, and making. Yeah. So hopefully <laughs> you all in the chat. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is um. Oh yeah. Anyways, sorry. And and so we've from the very very beginning uh, of our company, we kind of always kind of focused on uh, accessibility as much as possible. So the PDF, if you'd like to make a donation, that's very very kind of you. Um, but we have all of this information completely for free, uh, and we've talked to quite a few educators in middle school, high school, college level, and they go, "I really can't afford buying a textbook for every single one of my students." We go, "That's completely fine. Download this, print it out, that's give it to every single one of your students." completely fine for us right so on. so can, can we jump right in because i'm actually curious here on that business model of yeah. having a print copy and also being able to give away the book for free um mm -hmm. you know that's a really interesting concept but you know I, I guess as you were talking like you did some market research and you kind of went out and talked to people and found that i guess this was the best op you know option for you yeah, so we, um, I mean, this is an, like, most people are, they hear that we're giving a book away for free that we spend an insane amount of time on, and they, it, like, kind of makes their face sprinkle up, like, what's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, how are you going to make money on that? Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and so I think what, I mean, you you all know this, like, 
you, you sort of get what you give. So the biggest problem that I think that we face as a business is distribution. We don't have distribution all over the world yet. We want to be the default CAD curriculum offered in schools, museums, makerspaces, at home. You know, we're we're trying. We, we have like we're sort of aiming to be the first place that you go to learn this stuff. Right. And our biggest issue is distribution. Yeah. And so the the way that we can give ours away for free is that all of it's linked back to the website. So people who mm. purchase the book are going to be more likely to purchase the course. People who purchase the course are going to be more likely to purchase the book. People who download the PDF probably wouldn't have purchased the course or the physical or copy of the book, yeah. right? Because they're not mm-hmm. at that stage yet. But once they find out that there's value in there, um, yeah. I don't know about mm-hmm. you, but I'd much prefer having a physical copy of the book next to me. So yeah. if yeah. you've gotten some value out of a PDF, we think you're more likely to purchase the book and you're also more likely to buy the class. And so it's kind Super of a part clever. of a master strategy to get everybody into this. It's the Trojan uh, horse approach. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. just get in there. And, yeah. and people can't say no, yeah. you know, they're like, Suckers. we wanted to be able to offer something to where people are like, oh, well, you got me. Like, yeah. I can't say yeah. no. You have to put your email address in and we send you the book. Like, yeah. There, there's yeah. no no there. So I think for us, it's distribution. Yeah. And it's kind of about like the business model has changed over time, too. When we started, we were a 3D printing company prototyping projects. Then we're like, hmm, we should film a video because there aren't very many good CAD classes. And mm-hmm. so then we then we sort of pivoted and we said, well, we're an education company with a manufacturing arm. And this now we're pivoting once again. And I think maybe a lot of people see this where we think actually we're more like a media company yeah. where mm-hmm. we're publishing books, we're publishing courses. We're hopefully going to be publishing podcasts here pretty soon. Um, so the media model is really give 90% of your content away for free, make it the best possible content that it can be. And by giving all of that away, you can recapture some of the value on the back end because of people now trust you. They know you, they like you, they've interacted with you. So our goal is like, if three or four people are talking about us in the same place, we win. How do you get to that? You have to, I think in some ways just make it accessible for everybody. So I'm glad you bring this up because we've talked about this in the context of multiple, you know, business models out there mm-hmm. that, it, that I say two things. It's like, you don't, you don't have a sales problem. You have an awareness problem a lot of the time. And so it's like getting yep. your information out there in the, in the, in the world, in the, in the, uh, you know, place where it's just like everybody's out there shouting I've got this I've got that and you're just trying to shout above the noise like finding strategies for getting people you know where they are and getting the information out there is just like step one so building an audience regardless of what your business might be is so unbelievably critical um, and there's a lot of different tactics uh, how to go about and you've articulated really you know great strategy for for what works for you uh, regardless of what you where you pivot to though too if you have if you have an audience that's built around a core concept and and it's interesting to hear you talking about like pivoting from like an education company to a media company and all that stuff you know maybe you're going to go a little broader sometimes you contract a little bit more but having that audience having those people to converse with get that feedback from to sell to all of that stuff is so important no matter what your business is so well said um, on the topic of the actual content, so we, we already have people saying uh, they've purchased stuff uh, in in the chat. So there you go. Congrats. <laughs> wow. We'll, well, we'll, thank we, you. We, we look forward to our uh, affiliate uh, link kicking in. Any, any yeah, 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 totally. 
but um uh yeah and awesome uh thank you to alex for for that and hey thanks so much alex yeah, yeah. that's uh absolutely amazing it's it, like it's still t like it, it just dropped it just ah, dropped. It's so exciting. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's great yeah. Mm -hmm. i uh i i was one of well i don't know I, if i was i felt special but you sent me the digital earlier in the week and i thumbed through it i mean i i thumbed through a digital i scrolled through it <laughs> and i gotta tell you guys uh there is so much, so much great stuff inside of here. Having um, kind of gone through the frustration of trying to like self-teach myself fusion and uh, coming across all kinds of like dated content and all that stuff and not getting enough visual because I'm a visual learner. You guys did a really good job of, of just chock full of illustration and detail and all that stuff. So kudos to you guys on that. Uh, I really look forward to digging even deeper in on that my question for you is with this type of content you know the 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 uh tech related content especially where the information is changing rapidly the version of fusion is changing rapidly mm -hmm. yes there's going to be a bunch of core fundamental things that stay the same but like the UI changes. And so that's got to be really freaking frustrating to you. It's frustrating to me when yeah. I like, it, uh, like I hate the fact that fusion wants to just auto update itself. I know that, uh, that a lot of people may disagree with me, but when I get familiarity with like where things are and then to show up one day and then to have it jumbled back around again, thankfully they don't do that too much, but it's got to be even more frustrating to you guys where that actually dates your material, your education material. So how do you combat that? So, so I, yeah, I, you want to take this for, I have, yeah, so, you take it first, yeah. So we have, so Fusion is a, it's an open source, uh, well, it's an open-ended software. So it's constantly getting updated and changing. Right. And what Josh and I kind of realized very, very early on when we were starting CAD class is that, well, you can, you can learn Fusion through YouTube if you really wanted to, you absolutely can. Um, but most of the content is completely outdated. Like you said, even if you learn all the tools, where are mm -hmm. they? They get changed all the time. And so we were kind of looking at this and going, that's actually a reasonably good kind of business opportunity to say, yeah, we will constantly be updating all of our content um, as mm. quickly as we possibly can. Yeah. And then we'll say every year, all of the small changes that we've uh, adjusted in our digital book we can then compile together and then produce another physical copy. And we'll just do edition two, edition three. And so we'll constantly mm. be staying ahead of the curve. Um, if you go onto Amazon now and you look up Fusion 360 book, you'll find a ton of really good content, but it's content that's already kind of aged out by a couple of yeah. years. Yeah. So it's like yeah. the projects are really awesome. The way it's written is really awesome, but it's physical usability. It just gets less and less worthful as you go along yeah so yeah yeah that was kind of our, our jumping off point exactly and we and we actually so it, what you described as kind of a potential issue we made our model so yeah. we're like hey That's let's really lean cool. into the fact that we need a new edition every year so we're, we plan to sell these to schools makerspaces libraries right and then each year you get to go back and say hey we've completely revised this it's a textbook model right yeah We've mm -hmm. completely revised this. It's updated in 2024. Throughout the year, we can update the PDF. So everybody who purchases this PDF or gets it for free, um, keep going back to that Google Drive folder because you might find the next time you go in there, it's version two 
version three, version ah, four. At yeah. the end of the year, we compile everything that we've learned back into the physical book. We publish a new edu- uh, a new copy of it, and we reach back out to all of our partners and we say, "Hey, we've got a new version." So ours was kind of like, "Well, it's just a process. It's not a final product." I, I and mean, I think a lot of businesses go like that. I, I mean that that. I'm going to push back on that a little bit because that sounds all good and well, but my God, that's a ton of work, mm-hmm. guys. So it's like, say, it is, sounds like a ton of work. Is that yeah. sustainable? We'll find out. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Fair it, enough. If, I would say it's sustainable if the UI doesn't have another dramatic rework. So I think in like 2019, the whole UI changed. So if they go, well, we're going to do another complete rework of the sure. UI, then it's a real pain. But if what they're doing is adding a couple features here and there, a couple, changing a couple menus here and there, um, I don't actually think it's such an issue. So we'll yeah. see, though. Like maybe, maybe what we do is a debrief one year in. Yeah. So we'll put it on the calendar yeah. one year later. You can show us. Either well, I'm a happy that you guys are willing to be the guinea pig on this because it's not something. I mean, like that. First of all, but doing build guides for the the products and stuff that we sell is mm-hmm. like the. I hate that stuff. Like it's, it's just not. It's <laughs> so much time. And so when we go yeah. through a rev, I'm almost resistant to want a rev because I'm like, oh, I gotta update the build guide again and all that stuff. And so mm-hmm. I cannot imagine what keeping up with something like some Fusion 360. Uh, is well, is going to feel like, but if it's what you're modeled around, if it's what you're building, you're prepared. You guys well, then, are very I, good at what you do. So, yeah, and I think there's mm-hmm. like a, there's another side component to this too. So the ultimate goal, I think, is for us to build a community. So we know that if we've got a strong enough community, so essentially, like all the projects have a link to a Discord server about that project. Right. Same with the course. Mm-hmm. The course, the yeah. online course, leads you to that Discord server. The book leads you to that Discord. Discord server. So we were like, okay, worst case scenario, you get stuck on a project and you now have a community of folks who can help you out, including us. So we mm-hmm. we like we built in at least a little bit of of wiggle room for we know these aren't going to be perfect. We know you're going to struggle. We know you're going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. We know we can't explain 100% of this concept to you. We think we can get 95% of the way there, mm-hmm. but probably what will be way more valuable over the next five years is that growing community of people who are working on it, who can help See, you in and, real time. And that's that's super interesting because I, I feel like, you know, I, I, going through school, was learning, you know, again, through books, how to work uh, in SolidWorks. And there were times where, you know, things weren't explicitly stated, this is how you do things, especially when you get into some of more of the complicated analysis versions, uh, you know, when you're doing, comp- you know, computational fluid dynamics and, and that sort of stuff. So you guys having this integrated piece so that there's a community around a specific project or a specific chapter, I'm assuming, you know, that's, that's super interesting. Uh, I, I could see like that being a whole business model in itself. Yeah. 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 That's, that's really cool. <laughs> I mean, and that we, I feel like lucky we kind of stumbled. We're like, Oh, maybe we should do this discord thing. And, uh-huh. and it just turned out that it was And the more I learn about online education, the more I think that's a component, this not just necessary, but critical to this, mm-hmm. to the long-term success of something. So, so I, mean, I want to point out something in the chat. So, uh, yeah. Chep in the chat, that's Chuck Hellebuck, a uh, good friend of mine and, um, prolific, uh, producer he's he's published something like 10 books really good guy to know mm-hmm. uh josh i'll have to you know, i'll have to Reach introduce out. you guys yeah at some let's point. talk he's, <laughs> a, he's all a cool the dude. errors in my ways his back his background is in uh electronics and stuff specifically so that's chuck hellebuck electronics products is the i think that's right as the, the is mm-hmm. what his acronym is 
Um, but he points out uh, many people want both print and PDF, print to hold and read anywhere, yes. but PDF so they can search and you can link and you can. So now we've got like the best of both worlds potentially. Um, yeah. And there's there's different mediums and stuff too. Like yours doesn't lend itself well to be say an audiobook, but you know some kinds of content can, and it's it's a really awesome time to be alive in some ways uh, for sharing information in a digital and a physical fashion. Um, and then you guys have also supplemented with some phenomenal video content. Uh, so you guys, if you guys haven't had a chance, please go check out their website so you can see the caliber of what we're talking about because they do a really, really uh, amazing job with this stuff. Um, but uh, Chep also points out you have the option to release one chapter at a time uh, when PDFs are available. And so, so it's like, it's interesting that you can kind of segment out and not necessarily have to rev the whole book. Yeah. Um, you can get really hyper-focused and, and do some really good ad value. Um, mm -hmm. Now, it's not going to be practical for you to do that that print edition, but it's way cheaper than it ever was. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Self-publishing didn't used to be mm -hmm. an option and, you know, all this other stuff. And so, I don't know, can you speak to some of your strategy around that, uh, what, what you're looking forward to using the most. So, um, as, as far as like practicality side, every single time that fusion puts out an update, they always link to a really nice article and it says, here's every single change that we've made. Here's all the new features. Here's all the changes that they do. And for the past couple of years, they've basically just been saying, all right, here's all of the workspaces that already exist. And we're just going to be adding more and more and more good kind of great tips and tricks, different tools to this. And so we can kind of say like, all right, well, they've made all of these fantastic changes to the engineering drawing workspace. Well, that's great. That's That links to just one chapter of our book. So we now don't need to change every single part of the entire book. We just need to focus on this one chapter. Okay. And so it, it limits the amount of work that we need to do dramatically. Yeah, I think... Um... Mm. So your, what exactly is your question? I want to make sure I get this. So it was it was a it was a more commentary and just kind of okay. curiosity around like if given all the strategies for this day and age and, and the the tools at your disposal, if there are uh, things that resonate with you particularly like that you're excited about or maybe you'll leverage, maybe you won't. Yeah. Oh yeah, so I, yeah. Okay, so I think I, I yeah I think I'm the one chapter at a time thing. First off, I that is a genius strategy. Um, well, Chuck yeah, we, is a genius, so there is that. There we go. Yeah, so I guess we got to talk, Chuck. You just you let us know all the things we're doing wrong. We want to hear that also, you know. Yeah, he'll drop wisdom on your ass. You be very careful oh, what yeah. you ask for there, because well, yeah, we yeah we we do that too regularly sometimes. But I think um I think my hope is that it becomes community driven. So I hope people yell at us about what they want. And so my yeah. my hope is that and what we will. create is something people are asking for over a long period of time, so that we can sort out. The useful from the not useful so i'm hoping that the community gets into this and over over the next year we hear enough commentary on a certain topic or certain idea or certain pain point uh and we we go the route of like solving that problem i think the other strategy that we're most likely going to implement here and over the next year is going to be youtube shorts mm -hmm. so little tips and tricks that you can do in fusion 360 that you may or may not know about uh, again, that's kind of that distribution channel, filtering yep. people that way. And so hopefully we learn from the content we've already produced and we learn from the people consuming it about what they really want. Because frankly, this was all a guess. Yeah. You know, we're like, well, this is what we want. This is how we work. We ran a cohort of folks on Reddit through our first class and they're like, yeah, this definitely works for us. But I think in, in some ways we had enough experience to, to guess right. But 
I would prefer to be led by people in the community in the future and say, you just tell us what you want. And if enough people tell us what they want, then we go ahead and produce that. It's an interesting strategy. I will say, I think your instincts mm -hmm. are good. Uh, I've really, uh, the, the shorts mechanism is an interesting one because we see that used by content creators of all kinds. Um, and I think when they first came out, you know, my, the, the first pass was like, Ugh, how terrible is it that our attention spans are so short <laughs> that we have to break everything up into yeah. this stuff? But it allows you, <clears throat> there's, no, there's no fighting against it. It's, it's human nature. Right for a lot of people to just like mm -hmm. I don't have a lot of time, I want the I want the the quick hits, I want the highlights, I want all that stuff. Uh, whether you're marketing, whether you're you're sharing information and all that stuff, and, and I think that the the practice of um, uh, of of learning um, brevity and and detail, uh, it's it's a good thing. Right, because when when it was just YouTube long form and you could get up there and chat and all that stuff, you just lo look at the analytics. You people just tail off, right? Mm -hmm. But if it, if if it forces you to hyper focus on a specific, because you know you only got sixty seconds or ninety seconds, it depends on what platform you're talking about. But let's just say you've got sixty to ninety seconds. What are the quick hits, and then you can always do mm -hmm. another one, right? So mm -hmm. it just kind of reformats the way we're talking about learning styles we're talking about information sharing we're talking about all these really fascinating psychological human condition things so there's there's parts of you guys that have to like recognize that uh that no two people are the same and that the, there's human nature to things and that 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 i think is ultimately going to be what allows you to hone your craft um i don't know discuss there was a lot there's a lot to unwrap in that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're totally right. So I think the YouTube short thing, obviously short short attention spans, we're working inside of that framework just like everybody else. So, you know, at the end of the day, attention spans are decreasing. I don't think there's any question about that. So, um, yeah, but I think, I think I like your point. I think it provides you the opportunity to do something directed and specific. Yeah. So if you're on YouTube mm -hmm. searching for how to solve your specific problem, which honestly it's a fantastic resource for, you don't really want to watch a long form video where somebody discusses their plants and their travel plans. <laughs> you know, you want, you want to get the solution to the problem that you have right now, or you want a quick dopamine hit to learn something super brief. That's going right. to change your workflow, right? Like, right. so I think there, it, there's a place for all of this stuff. And I'm optimistic that the short form video content can lead to real long term interest and and folks can go, oh, well, I, you know, I discovered them on on YouTube shorts getting, in, you know, questions answered that I had that I had specifically. Maybe I should dive mm -hmm. into their longer form content and get to know them a little bit more. So, it, I don't know, it provides some access. It's got its pros. It's got its cons. But at the end of the day, I have a hard time sitting in a classroom now because I'm like, come on, like this i could learn this so much better on a on a video or right. a book or like i why do i even sit in here and except for the community side of it so i don't know that's my two cents what do you think jay um i think it's more about just how interesting can you make it you know if you make a really interesting you know long format youtube video you can rack up the same amount of views as someone who makes a useful but low energy youtube short Amen. and they'll have the exact same analytics and so i think a little I think we'll go on this a little bit more, but um, a big part of Josh and I's ethos is that CAD is traditionally uh, <laughs> a subject that is just filled with boring, mm -hmm. boring content. Amen. Very technical, very, yeah. <laughs> well, not, not even technical, just like such lackluster that it sucks the energy mm -hmm. out of the room. 
hey, here's like, the CAD program. Here's the CAD All program. Right, they, menu. Like, like <laughs> our, so, so one of Josh and I's kind of classic response is that every single CAD textbook, except for ours, in the first chapter, when you're just kind of learning all the tools, the one of the things that you'll make is like a pulley. It's just like a wheel. And then in the next chapter, you'll make like a door hinge. And it's like, if you don't have any <laughs> okay. energy, if you don't have any passion to actually make this, then you'll then your attention uh. completely falls off. And so I, I think a big part of especially our maker community is like, we'll make it fun, you know? Like I can... You're, let me, let me, so you hit two things for me that just like really just tr Got him. triggered me. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the first is the, the story. So the best content, whether it's in a book form, video form or whatever, like some of the best creators and, and uh, um, individuals out there that are doing this are the ones that can combine entertainment with information. Right. So we hear the term like infotainment and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. you know, to truly technical people that I think that 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 can be a source of frustration. I'm going to I'm going to look to my my good friend, Joel Telling, who uh, mm. is the uh, head of the Love 3D printing stuff. nerd and stuff like that. He is like a phenomenal cheerleader. I don't know yes. if you saw it. He just dropped this He's... really awesome video I did. I this did. morning on uh, on on the Inconel bust of the Transformer thing, and it was a great cross promotional yep. thing. Mm -hmm. And then they took it up to Hacksmith, and you know they did all this stuff. And I'm like, there's going to be a ton of people that look at that and they go, but you didn't go into the nitty gritty of like how it was made <laughs> and how does the CAD work and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, you're never going to please all the people yeah. all yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. But that's the other piece that I'm talking about. It's like. The shorts is just a tool in your toolbox, whether it's, you know, so you're still going to want to have mm -hmm. some long form. You're still going to want some print media because there's just different ways that are going to appeal to the, the mass market as possible. But the consistent thread that ties all of that together is that that storytelling, that entertainment, that like, what am I doing? Why is this interesting? Does it have an energy that resonates with me? Joel will be the first to admit to you, like there are far, far more technical people out there. And if you're super into the nitty gritty on that, he'll be like, go seek that out. Yeah, He's just really good at shining mm -hmm. a light and bringing excitement and energy and cheerleading and all of that stuff. And you got to have all of that. So Definitely. that's a big challenge mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Historically, like you said, Jake, in the education world, these aren't, you know, typically high energy animated individuals, but some of the best teachers I remember in my day are the ones that are like, Ooh, making, fun one. they're making a show out of it, right? They're yeah. doing like yep. the cool wacky, who cares if like the, you know, the demonstration isn't super, super sciencey. It, it was memorable. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it stayed with mm -hmm. me. And that planted the seed. I, I remember having oh, my yeah. physics teacher had us doing all these super fun experiments all the time. And I was like, oh my God, I need to get into physics. I need to get into engineering. Yeah. And then in the same time, I had a chemistry teacher in high school and I was like, I have no passion in this whatsoever. And then when I was in university, <laughs> then I was kind of like getting into it and I was like, oh my God, I actually love learning about chemistry. It's it's yep. not the subject that I didn't like. That's it. it. The, the delivery. Had, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's not and, what you and, say, and, it's how you're saying it. Yeah, big time. I mean, mm -hmm. like if you've got no enthusiasm, you've got no passion. Why do I don't want I don't really want to know. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm not interested. <laughs> it's like if you're not interested, I'm not interested. Right. It's as simple as that. And it's like, yeah, I def I definitely think also in the in the world of CAD, it's been historically it's been an engineering thing. Right. And mm -hmm. I think I speak mm -hmm. broadly here now when I say it's no longer an engineering thing. 
I think I, I put it on the, on the same level as like learning to code is like, you're learning to speak in Absolutely. three dimensions on a computer screen, which mm -hmm. is just yeah. as valuable and just as much a language yeah. as anything else. And so I'm kind of up here shouting from the rooftop, like, Hey, this is for everybody. Oh my gosh. Just like you might've learned to draw. Yeah. I was like, we need to figure this stuff out because we live in a world mm -hmm. where, uh, making things and being able to fix and repair and, uh, you know, imagine and communicate your three-dimensional ideas with other people is more accessible than ever. So I'm, I'm up here like, Hey, this is, it's critical that we don't talk to engineers only. It's critical that we talk to makers and doers and mm -hmm. people who have a passion for this because that's what we have a passion for. Amen. And also people who have no experience in making as well. And they go, well, yeah, I've always, I've, I did a little bit of woodwork with my dad when I was a kid and I really enjoyed that. And I'm like, yeah. we'll do it. Get some tools. Go to Hop Break. Spend yeah. three bucks. You know, like get into it, have some fun. I mean, Josh, arguably to your point, like I would say, and I get excited about CAD for the same reason. Cause it's like, you can take the, like if you're, if you're telling kids that are up and coming to like learn something, it, I believe that CAD will ultimately be one of these tools that it's gonna like almost need to seem like uh, when you learn how to type that there's so much application mm -hmm. in this, whether you get into gaming or architecture or engineering like design, topic. product design, I mean, uh, 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 cinema. I mean, uh, like all of this stuff. I mean, like th these skills will suit you, uh, in, in so many different areas and there's so many different ways that you can take it. And so obviously conveying that passion and like why this is interesting, uh, is, is really, mm -hmm. is really neat. I don't think I've seen, uh, and it, it would be too hard probably to go so broad with CAD where you, you had chapters broken out into each kind of like specialties, right? Like a lot of your focus currently is in probably, more, more the tangible product, uh, centric stuff. Yeah. Um, every, every single project model. that we have. Yeah. yeah. So, so mm -hmm. every, every single project that we have is something that you could physically make in your garage shop. Yes. So, so Josh and I met up, uh, at a makerspace. And so we both have very hands or a lot of very hands-on experience. So we're like, well, what would I want to make? Right. Well, I already have the plans for the stuff that I actually made. So I, I already mm -hmm. have that kind of passion, that fire in me. So that's right. exactly what I'm going to talk about. Right. Right. Sure. Yeah. But, but obviously there's, you know, you see people that are super into to organic modeling and like other mm -hmm. stuff. And so there, there, there are similarities, but you're using different tool stuff. So if you're a digital sculptor versus say like a digital craftsman, uh, you know, that you, you would, you would go about it in different ways, but it ultimately is all, uh, existing in this world of computer aided design and, and definitely, I mean, I think you're, it's a really good point, right? I think mm -hmm. when you think about all the different CAD programs that exist and what their, their pros and cons are. Uh, we, we just took the approach. We can't, we can't speak to everybody about everything. So why don't we speak yeah. to the people that we're most passionate about speaking to first yeah. and then see where the rest goes. And yeah. so, yeah, there's like sculpting and, and using different workspaces where you're, you're not necessarily modeling parametrically, but you're, you're just pulling things mm -hmm. in and out. Like that's totally fine too. That's not our specialty right now. That's not where we're focused. Uh, simply because we don't have the time and effort to be able to talk to everybody. And it's like the classic business thing, right? Like if you try oh, to yeah, talk yeah. to everybody, you talk to nobody. Yeah. So we're just, we're going to focus on our crew. And mm -hmm. if in the next 10 years, our crew starts yelling at us or everybody else and saying, Hey, we love what you do. Could you please expand it? You know, and they start throwing money at us, hopefully. That's the key. That's the life. <laughs> That's the, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Then, then we'll explore those other CAD topics. Maybe we'll broaden it up a little bit, but we thought let's go narrow and deep and have a good time with the people we know we will have a good time with first and see where it leads. But you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a giant world. Uh, Fusion 360 is one small part of this giant world. And there's tons of other programs and 
types of things that you can do with it that we just simply don't have the time or energy to focus on. And also it's like, we wanted this to be practical and useful for people. So if we get broad, now we're more mm -hmm. philosophical, which I love philosophy. I could talk sure. about it all day, yeah. but I don't really think it's the things people care most about. They want the skill set that it, that you can derive from getting to know it. So, so the thread, the arc that I was trying to start to draw there is going back to the business case around this whole thing. And I love that at the top of the show, you guys were talking about your pivots and you're like, are we education? Are we a media company? But mm -hmm. you start to see the groundwork forming here for it's like, yes, absolutely. You got to start focused, do one or two things, do it well. I think that's good advice for people getting started in business in general. But as you guys start to see this framework for the future and you say like, great, Hey, there's a huge uh, market and opportunity for people that are super into the more artistic organic modeling. And how do we take all the learnings that we've gotten from this process and now release an organic modeling arm or whatever and capture even more and really position ourselves as a subject matter expert in the world of educating CAD as a whole. I mean, like that's a, just like a, the massive, big, hairy, audacious goal mm -hmm. poten potentially. So, I don't want to. So actually, so I, yeah. I, think, I, have a, I have a really interesting point here, I think. And that is uh, what Jake and I are starting to ask the question of is how do we want to spend the rest of our life? So if we were to build this company like every day, where do you we see yourself do, in five years, Josh? If we were going to do yeah. exactly what we want to do today, what would we do? Mm -hmm. and, and what's the answer? Why don't we just build a company around that? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure that if we're passionate enough about the thing that we're doing, then other people will tune in. So we just have to figure out a way to bring that ecosystem mm -hmm. into play. So that's the biggest question for me. It's not necessarily how do we... How do we, like the earlier stuff we were talking about is mm -hmm. like, how do we capture some of this business that may be out there? How do we listen to what people have to say? Mm -hmm. The opposite side of that coin is how do we not do that and continue <laughs> to do what we love? And so we, there is very much yep. a push-pull between those two things. And I think, I, and I don't, I don't speak for us both here, but I'm pretty sure Jake would agree. It's like, we just want to do what we love on a daily basis. And hopefully we can share that passion with the rest of the world and they come along for the ride. So I don't know, what do you think mm -hmm. about that, Jake? I uh, definitely, uh, a big part of, uh, I think for me personally, I have two handles is uh, a lot of the people that we've reached out to, they go, hey, we're building out a maker space. Uh, we've got a couple mm -hmm. guys in Ireland that are building out a fab lab. And they go, well, uh, not right now, but in a year when we're kind of up and running, we would really love you to come out and you know help us out. Go, Fantastic, I'd love to do that. It's amazing, we've a, yeah. We've got a guy running a PhD program in Italy who's now incorporating our course uh, into their studies and it's like well let's go you know let's uh, let's try and get as expensive as possible um so that's that's one of my absolute goals uh for our company but also the other part is well I, i'm a maker through and through and so having like a dedicated company workshop is like one of my mm -hmm. dreams of my entire life like oh my god <laughs> i want i want to see and see over there or my table saw over here or my, my wall of 3d printed in the back all that kind of good mm -hmm. stuff sure so it, the it, this is this is really interesting because I think this is, resonates with with Andrew and I uh, well where it's mm -hmm. like we're makers as well I think that's the common thread that binds us all um, at, at the heart of it a lot of us just want to make cool shit we always say that yeah. right but yeah. the practicality of like but we need to run this business we need to keep funds coming through the door like it feels like all of the things that mm -hmm. we need to do to make money feel like a drag and work against the maker mentality a lot of the time. So 
Uh, Jake mentioned it's like I know you want your space and all that stuff. Like that's kind of the reward in 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 a way a legitimization of like all our things. Like I first got into three D printing. I'm like, okay, great. Now how am I going to justify this expense, right? And yeah. So I'm going to create yeah. a business yeah. around it. So yeah. But then little did I know what what that actually entails. And for for every one of us that's out there, there's probably like ten that just like decided, yeah, hey, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um. So what advice do you guys have? uh to 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 keep that passion alive but like be pragmatic about it at the same time and realize like okay this oh, has got to be sustainable we got that is sure. such, a, such an awesome question i mean i think we built our company with with money in mind first is yeah. like yeah there's passion here but i'm not interested <laughs> in doing things for free i know that's not going to work long term again i i know this goes in direct contrast to some of the earlier things i said where i'm like hey we're trying to build an audience this really matters but we're not trying to build a free audience. We're not trying to build an audience sure. of people who will never pay us a dime. We want an yeah. audience of cheap yeah. people. <laughs> we want a, yeah. an audience yeah. of people that will actually pay for what we have to offer. So we never went free mm -hmm. from the beginning. We never assumed that we were going to build the greatest YouTube series ever on learning CAD modeling. We're like, hey, people will prove to us that we should do this if they pay for it. And so we should probably test that model right away. So it, mm -hmm. even though we're talking about passion, even though we're talking about building a company that we love and doing what we care about on a daily basis, we very much think about the finances of that. And so building an online course was like, hey, this can sell anywhere in the world. We can run live Zoom sessions weekly to help people out anywhere in the world. Um, so we, we sort of built our company around these ideas of scale globally and products that we enjoy that scale globally so that's where this kind of this new media focus comes in a little bit mm. um yeah like if you if you just want to 3d print products i think we found pretty early that while the idea of scaling 3d printing sounds good and you can pencil it out and you feel like you can make it work making those sales is hard finding the right products is hard finding the right people to make things for mm -hmm. us hard and so we quickly realized like oh this is just a small bit of what we do mm. it's probably not going to be the thing that we focus on most so I, I it's a little bit of a not a perfect answer but i think we're we're definitely also in it for the money and i don't think it's bad to say that mm -hmm. we're trying to get paid sure you know, and so i think we can provide value <laughs> over a long time if you if we can find out how to get paid enough money then you get some engineers and makers who, you know, hopefully we, you think we're pretty decent at what we mm -hmm. do, but like, then you get us for the next 10, 20, 30 years and we get to do this and teach the whole world sure. that we're really passionate about. So that's kind of, that's kind of how we thought about it. I like it. Yeah. Sure. So, so, you know, like we, we all know like businesses are in business to, to make money, um, you know, and that's the lifeblood of, of the business. And so it's the, it's a means so that you guys are able to go about doing the, the passion that you guys have of, you know, expanding this education, this media, you know, sort of idea or vision that you have currently. Uh, I'm curious how, uh, you know, we were talking earlier on the show, like how um, you, guys came up with this idea of distributing your book for free, but also using it as a, like a, a, you know, a Trojan horse to hopefully pull in some more, some more revenue. So could you kind of expand on some of the reasons why you went down maybe perhaps the donation model or, you know, are there any other areas of revenue that you guys are currently trying to target for growing this? Good question. I was, I, I, uh, I felt like I put Jake's arm behind his back on this one. And I was just like, we're going to do the free model. And this is the way that we should do it. He'll, I'll go, eh, I'll, I'll think about it. 
and then we'll, <laughs> and then we'll do a little trial and we'll go oh wow this is actually totally working so it's yeah I, I i think a bigger part of it is finding the right business partner and less about the model mm. yeah we we definitely we're very fortunate that's there's Definitely a lot to dive do. in on that. Uh, let's, yeah. get, let's get into that. I'll answer second, your answer question, his question but, first. Yeah. Yeah. I'll answer, I'll yeah. answer your question. But then uh, I, the, finding a good business partner, I could definitely rave about Jake just, just as well for a long time. Um, we've known each other for a while. That worked <laughs> great, so. uh, but uh, yeah, so the, the, the giving the book away for free business model thing, again, it's about distribution. We don't have distribution. If enough people mm -hmm. know about us and find our course and buy our book, we win. And if they don't, mm -hmm. we lose. And so right now, I currently pay for some Google ads. We tested some uh, YouTube ads. We, we, we tested that revenue source and we started to get an idea of how much it costs to acquire a customer. So CAC, right? Um, mm -hmm. So like how much does it actually cost us to do these things? And it turns out like if you can offer this high quality content for free, what it really is, is the best marketing you could possibly do, right? Because mm -hmm. now people are, they have the thing, they're starting to consume the thing. They are interacting with your community. Hopefully they're signing up for the Discord. It's all available in that book and it links continuously back to the paid resources. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to launch a free ebook and you had no sense of how to recapture that revenue, I'm not sure that's a good mm -hmm. strategy, mm -hmm. right? But we know the value is actually not so much in our book as it is in the perception of us and how important and useful our business is, right? So we've already had conversations with folks who, when they find out we're an author, it, you can see in the way that they respond, it's like, oh, you're immediately elevated a notch. And so if we wanna, if mm -hmm. we wanna close you know, six and seven figure deals with schools and districts and uh, maker spaces and, and be able to build out really, like, really big and amazing programs, mm -hmm. then we, we need to prove to them that the, we're the type of people that can do these kinds of things. And so in, in some ways, the book is our <laughs> business card. Yeah, it's you know we get That's to an interesting way to put it. We get to very yeah, uh, and <laughs> and it's our distribution. Biggest it's like, business card I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's totally inconvenient. It doesn't fit in any wallet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want my business card, do you? Plop. Oh, it's two pounds. Yeah. There you go. Slap. But like, that's like, to us, that's way more critical. And so we're like, even if we made zero dollars on this book, it will lead to the sorts of conversations that we need to have with people who mm -hmm. will buy the course, who yeah. districts and schools. And now we can talk to libraries, right? Because we've got, we've got the calling mm -hmm. card necessary it's, to have these conversations. It, it, it does add a level of legitimacy to the whole process. So I can understand. It's like you tuck that under there. I'm like, oh, okay. These guys are published. These guys, yeah. guys, this is, yeah. this is mm -hmm. a real, because I gotta be honest, we, I, how many cold emails have you guys gotten from so-and-so that still has a <laughs> Gmail address or whatever. And it's just like, okay, all right. Like, come on. Like, you need to have yeah. some bona fides. You need to establish yourself that you're going to be around. Like, I don't want to do business with people that I'm not confident are going to be here in a year or two years or whatever. It's like, I'm not, I can't get involved. There's just too no. many, too many people looking mm -hmm. for your attention and all that stuff. So it's, it's an interesting uh, strategy to like, like I said, build out those things and um, there's value in it well beyond just the physical, like, will you pay me for this book? Massive, yeah. massive, massive. Right. And we'll capture that. For sure. Yeah, I wanna, I think, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, that what you, I want to echo something you said really quickly, which was, uh, I heard, I heard. I think it was Naval Ravikant said uh, in his tweet storm a long time ago, yeah. it was like, you want to play long-term games with long-term people yeah. in your life. And like, if you manage to do mm -hmm. that in business, if you manage to do that in personal relationships, you win. So yeah. absolutely yeah. wanted to reflect what you said, mm -hmm. play long-term games with long-term people. I want to work with people I'm passionate about working with. And 
nobody else. Uh, let me let me let's stay on that for a second because this is this is another thing you just you keep triggering yep. me, man. So so I always say like I'm a long game person. Like I like yeah. seeing you know multiple moves ahead and all that stuff. And and, and people want to invest in people because long game long term it, it ultimately translates back to people that are willing to do the work. They're gonna go through the thing like that. That is a bond, a kindred spirit mm -hmm. that we look for, especially in business, because it's all about establishing some level of trust and understanding about who you are, what you do. And if you can show me you're in it for the long haul, you're a marathon runner. It's like I don't have to out hit you. I just have to outlast you. Um, yeah. Like that mm -hmm. kind of mentality uh goes a, a long way toward establishing your street cred and I, I love that on all aspects of my business not just uh, all aspects of my life not just my business mm -hmm. um it, you know th those are the the relationships the friends the you know all that stuff that that i i, I seek out um I, yeah i try to ask myself when i leave a, a like a meeting with somebody i try to ask myself how like i take a i take stock of how i feel if i feel energized by the interaction then then it's like, I'll throw myself at that. And if I yeah, feel sure. drained, I have to listen to that because there's only so much energy I've got. And so I sure. try very hard, very <laughs> hard. The draining interactions, I try to limit. And then the ones that bring me energy, I could have those conversations 10 hours a day, every day. It's like, let me, hey. let me find those. Good man, dude. Uh, the are, are they an energy generator or an energy vampire? I don't know if you guess what we do in the shadows, but the energy vampire is a real thing. People are just oh, that way. Yeah. Like, it feels like a I've, I've had a bad leave, and you're like, I need to take a shower. I, need <laughs> I, to I feel dirty after that. Yeah. 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 Oh. oh, that's such a good point. I want to ask you guys a question that came up at the almost at the top of the show, but I did not forget. I had it. Um, Mihal, long time. Uh, fan of the show here. I'm going to just put words in his mouth. Uh, he asks, what is your opinion on leveraging uh, things like ChatGPT for written content in this day and age? We have AI tools now that can really help the creative mm -hmm. process or getting words to page uh, kind of thing. I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, he says he's tried testing it, its knowledge on 3D printing and some other stuff for basic troubleshooting, but obviously there's a tons of different ways to leverage these new AI tools. Have you played with that at all? Oh, we definitely have. Yes. Um, uh, Josh is far more uh, knowledgeable about this field, but for me, um, ChatGPT is at its best great for generating ideas yeah. that then you as a person can then run with and activate and go, mm. oh my God, that is a, that, that's the seed. Awesome. I'm going to now run with it. But if you say it's giving me the idea and it's giving me the final product, um, it's never going to be as good. And you as a person that's selling that book, for example, is never going to be as knowledgeable, as in-depth about it. Sure. So, so, so sparingly using it, I right. think is the way. To go. Right. Yeah. I think um, in terms of AI, I've experimented a ton with it and yeah. uh, including there's a new, so there was the add on to uh, open AI with generating 3d models. That is now a Discord server. So there's a company that kind of like Midjourney, if anybody's familiar with Midjourney, it's an image generation tool, yeah. which we can talk about here in a second. Amazing images, like mind-blowingly good. Check, very, check my tweet very... from yesterday. I was playing with Midjourney. I love Midjourney. I love all this stuff, but carry. So I made a shirt. So I manufactured one of the shirts. So I generated an image and made a shirt in about 20 minutes from, from text, which was pretty amazing, like to be able to go from shirt to idea, from idea to concept. Now I was at a makerspace, so I had access to the tools, but yeah. um, I mean, I think in terms of generating, if taking your idea and making a, 
a mock-up of it. Like it's very, very mm-hmm. good. You, yeah. if you wanted a product sketch, you can get one high level product sketch. You can ask it to make 50 changes. You know, there's, I would say dozens and dozens and dozens, hundreds or thousands of ways to use these tools, uh, to write quicker emails. But in terms of 3d modeling, I actually think we have a bit of a moat because it's not very good at fusion. It's not very good at helping you along in the 3D modeling (laughs) process. It's certainly not capable from what I've been doing in my experiments. It is not capable of writing lesson plans that are reasonable in this world. It can't pull information from the software. It feels like we're probably a couple years. It's hard to even put a timetable on some of this. It moves so fast. Sure. But um, And then I have also played with OpenSCAD, which is... um, basically mm-hmm. a coding based 3d modeling internet browser based thing and i was able to generate a rocket from text that's 3d printable which was kind of neat yeah. uh, it did some funny things with the fins so then i had to like tell it no i don't want the fins like this and so there it leads to all these different challenges which are like oh well how do i use text to describe a 3d object so my general sense of it in the 3d printing side is like probably not going to move all that fast uh, yeah. You're probably better off learning the base skill of CAD modeling or frankly, just using a 3D scanner and making stuff that already exists in the world. But in terms of like what it's going to do there, I'm not sure much. Now, everything around the business, yeah. writing grants, writing proposals, sending emails, um, copyright stuff, being able to quickly generate content that otherwise would have been a real pain. It is mm-hmm. magic. It is yeah. complete magic. <laughs> so the All way- for it. The way I like to refer to it is as an inertial stimulant a lot of the time, or like we think of it traditionally as like that that tool uh, to combat writer's block, right? Like it just allows you to get started and inspired mm-hmm. in a way that it's not Absolutely. the same. Like the amount of work that it does, I'm like, okay, I got to write this e-blast, right? And so it's like, right. well, what do I want to say? And I'm like, but if I, if I literally just feed in, I'm like, hey, can you write me a paragraph about the benefits of the rep box or whatever? Yeah. And it's like, sure. And it boom, 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 boom. I'm like, okay, that's not exactly what I want to send out. But yeah. my God, how quickly am I able to iterate and and get past the hump of the like, I don't want to do that because I've got to just kind of like mentally engage more to start that creation process. Mm-hmm. So there, there's that aspect of using GPT on the, on the text world. Like, Jake, you probably like when you're writing out the you know lessons, the specifics, and all that stuff. Like, you're you're not going to go with it necessarily as boilerplate, but it may be great for generating uh, ideas for an outline. And then you go, okay, you know what? Yeah, this is cool, but I'm going to take idea five and I'm going to move that to the beginning or wh- whatever. I don't know how much you played with it. Um, I can when, see it like that. Yeah, when, when we first started writing it, it was it was me literally writing it at, as Josh said, as a script. Yeah, uh, for our video content. And uh, as anyone knows, if you try and read a screenplay as a book, it doesn't work. Yeah. And so then it, it basically had to go through my jobbled kind of CAD engineering nonsense and then through the filter of Josh. And then, and then okay, this is now a little bit more legible. So it's less, so we didn't really use it as far as writing the book, um, but I can definitely see kind of pulling out some outlines from it. Sure. Uh, from flow absolutely yeah i think we yeah we've used it for like curriculum design we've used it for generating some like you said it's from zero to point eight it's not you're not it's not going to get you 100 percent of the way there in most cases but it it even being able to start from something matters now i will also say there is i believe either zero or very close to zero percent um ai generated stuff in this book 
there might be a sentence about us. I don't even think that's the case. There's like, we wrote yeah. all of this ourselves. Yeah. We did all of this step by step. You know, it can't, it can't abstract things like what's the next most important project you should work on. Right. Right. Like you need some CAD knowledge to know my students are here. They need to be able to be over here. What does it take for me to teach them a thing? And now how do I generate an idea? Like, I honestly think using that as an, as an idea generator would have been a huge waste of our time. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. For this, that, again, I think that's one area where it's like, no, when you have real domain experts, it's in most cases, and I'm sure this is going to change rapidly too. And these age, these, these words might age like milk, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's like, it's not so useful if you've got a ton of domain knowledge and you're looking for uh, a transformation in people over some period of time. It's like, it, you're probably better off just building that yourself. And so yeah, ours is, who knows that we're probably amongst the last generation of books that were actually written every single word and every thought was ours and every project was ours. Um, it's kind of started before GPT era, but I even think with it, it wouldn't change much. Interesting. No. Mm. I was so, going to say, uh, we actually do have one thing in the book that we got from ChatGPT, and that's the title. Oh um, yeah. Originally, oh, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah. The original title of the book and the course was Introduction to Fusion 360 for Makers, so-and-so. And what we found from the community is people going, well, <clears throat> I, I already know CAD uh, from learning SolidWorks. I don't need an introduction <clears throat> skip. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we were kind of realizing, like, no, 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 this is a full arc. This is something for beginners and then to take them to an intermediate or to an advanced place. Um, definitely, like with just the stability of the whole course. But then, all right, then we're going to go into rendering. We're going to go into exploded diagrams and kind of play around in all these different fields. Mm. So uh, kind of using AI to say, hey, this is the content of the course. This is our kind of ethos. Give us some ideas. And it just gave us mm. massive. Yeah. This. We were like, this is great. This is what kind of sums us all up. Uh, we're too deep into the subject. Yeah. So, so really quick, a pause. I uh, just want to do a time check with everyone because we have already done a solid 60. And as always, we get wrapped up in these great mm -hmm. conversations. Oh. And I just want to make sure that everybody is good. We may go a little longer if you guys are willing, but I don't uh, know. Not required. We are, we, are, are, we are waiting for our book to come back from the Amazon guide. <laughs> yeah. um, which, by the way, <laughs> like, really briefly, I can tell you something. I know there's a lot of hate for Amazon, and I'm sure some of it's deserved. But I... I emailed their team to give me a call yesterday and I got an instant call back and it blew my mind. Wow. I got wow, an instant yeah. phone call with a guy in the KDP department for the book publishing arm. And I was just like, is this for real? So anyways. Like, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, given the number of arms and the size of an Amazon I'm too, real. it's interesting because because I can tell you like that is not a typical experience of the customer service for the online sales side <laughs> no. of things at all. But Again, not, that's not a plug here. for Amazon. I'm not saying they're perfect. <laughs> I don't want to get to the viewers here, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, Chep uh, had a great comment for you guys in the chat. I don't know if you saw this or not, but he said selling to schools is tough. He says he seems to think you're better off selling directly to students uh to supplement actual school curriculum professors actually use their own book a lot of the time so they can get profits as well Definitely. i don't know what your experience has been in the education world or what you think of that comment but uh there's a couple that's a great comment first off so the way i'm thinking about the education space now we had this conversation last night was uh they can always buy books yeah. so there is a chance that newer educators who are trying to learn this buys our book yeah. um the teacher training part of it so teachers will pay for classes for themselves 
and it's often taken out of the budget of the district or of their school. So that we have that whole reimbursement built in. So really, I think if we could get the teachers through our class and then um, they sign their students up for that same class, they can use that material to teach it. That's probably the best. And so it kind of is selling directly to teachers as opposed to going in and trying to sell classrooms full of students. Um, yeah. So I, I agree with that. I think the, the caveat, though, is in the homeschools. So homeschool students here in California, at least, and I, it's not the same everywhere. It's pretty different. But if they sign up for kind of a homeschool charter school hybrid where they can homeschool, they can actually use those funds to buy classes. And so we're going to be going to a homeschool convention in July uh, and probably oh, selling wow. directly to homeschoolers and homeschool classrooms where they don't have that technical expertise. But in terms of selling to schools, yeah, I find that process pretty tough. So we'll yeah. probably focus more on selling to teachers and then hope that the organic discussion about how we can incorporate it more broadly kind of arises from that. But uh, very good point. And I will not spend all of my time on that because it is mm. not an easy sale. No. And, and schools are so budget centric, budget driven, you know, things. So if you, a lot of it's just getting in front of them at the right time when there's funds allocated and on there on the hunt for curriculum too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's an interesting challenge. From Thank you for that comment, by the way. Yeah. And I, again, just, send uh, us a note, Chuck. <laughs> is that, is that check from YouTube? YouTube the yeah. Oh my God. I love that guy. I've watched yeah. every <laughs> single one of his videos. Yeah. Good dude. Lovely. Well, you can say hi to him. He's on the chat. Is he still on the chat now? He's yeah. Hey, shout out there to Chuck. Is. <laughs> he's a terrible um, when, school racer, but he's great at all the other things. Um, when, <laughs> bringing uh, up the school racer again. He's very. Uh, he's he's getting old and frail. Yeah, they're shaking his fist at me. I just call him out. Uh, when uh, when Josh and I were teaching uh, at our makerspace, uh, we were developing our three D printing course at. Uh, at the very end, every single person would be like, what are some resources that I could check out? And I'm like, you guys need to subscribe to Chep. He's the man. Yes, if the you man. want to learn anything about Enders or Kira, he's the man. He's the guy to learn from. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love that guy's YouTube course. Yeah. He, says, uh, he says, thanks for watching. He's uh, <laughs> liking you guys too. Um, you guys, we've covered a ton of ground here, and I feel like we could go on for forever. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really excited to hear you know, how this all evolves. Obviously, you're just like literally in like the first stage of your, you know, evolution here with this, uh, we will absolutely have to, to check back. Um, again, mm -hmm. for those of you who might've been joining us late, we've got links in the description to, uh, Josh and Jake's, uh, website. The book is really just the, like the surface of the whole thing. They've got a very robust video library, uh, great educator. I didn't even ask you guys like, do you have a background in education at all? Or is this all you like, you're just self-taught and just passionate about sharing this information? Um, no, Josh and I have been uh, educators for pushing seven years now. We were the uh, the head teachers at the largest makerspace in North America in uh, Urban Workshop down in Costa Mesa. Uh, Josh was the head of the education department. Third largest. I actually think it's not third largest anymore. Mm. <laughs> can't get that uh, info wrong we'll get we'll get the angry yeah angry. yeah, um, yeah but we, <laughs> but we developed almost every course uh within this uh gigantic maker space that kind of covers woodworking laser printing 3d printing metalworking welding like you name it and so uh josh and i's education kind of built from having this as wide a berth as possible and kind of birthing our companies like well the one thing that kind of unites everything from welding to sewing would be CAD is that you can kind of make all of these 
products before you actually make it in real life. You can run into all the problems first. So that was our kind of jumping off point. Yeah, and I think, uh, so I studied pharmacy and then uh, worked in a pharmacy for years and I was like, no, no, no. Then I did research for a couple of years. So that's really, I think, how I got started making things, chemistry and bio for a couple of years. Then I was like, hey, this is really awesome in a laboratory, but not taught like this in school. So um, I was, I'm from Ohio. I moved to New York City and I started a science tutoring company. So neither of us have a formal teaching background. And I honestly think that's a benefit not to knock anybody who is a teacher. I, plenty of really good ones out there. Right. But we didn't have to sit through curriculum telling us how to teach. Right. We just got to go out there and do what we were passionate about and learn from the real world experience of our students. And so yeah. we came from the frame of like, we're not so much teachers as we are like guides and mentors and coaches. Like, yeah, we're going to present to you some curriculum, but we want to like our, our motto was hands on tools. Yeah. If we could spend 90% of our time with your hands on stuff, we win. Yeah. And then the other 10% of the time, like helping you refine your understanding of those things, of those materials. Like, you know, one of my favorite things to do with students was have them hold up their skateboards when they were done against the light and say, what marks on these boards do you notice? And then they'd point the marks out and I'm like, well, that's a milling mark. So that's going into your final product. Do you really want that in your final product? Like you spend all this time to make this thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, let's spend it like another 20 minutes, like actually doing the thing. And so we were, you know, we were trying to up people's skills. We were trying to keep them excited, trying to keep their hands on tools and coming at this from a, we don't need to stand up here and be preaching to you. Right. We need to be next to you in the trenches, getting things done together and yeah. kind of building your confidence and your skill set over time. So I think that's, we approach education a little bit different. I'm completely obsessed with thinking about information and how to convey it uh, in a way that's impactful and meaningful and understanding. And I love watching the reaction of people's faces when I know they don't get something or when I know they do get something. So I think we've just, we just made ourselves a student of the learning process because we love to learn uh, and we love to share what we know with other people. Well said, yeah. well said. Well, that's, I think that's a good place to wrap guys. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to everybody in the chat as always that's with us. If you are listening back and want to join the fun, the conversation, please do. We do this live uh, recording on YouTube Fridays, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, and we look forward to catching up with you all again next week on another exciting episode of Maker That Money, where we talk about turning your hobby into your jobby. Until then, I am Pooch of Repcord with my trusty sidekicks all here, all signing <laughs> off. We wish you guys a fantastic weekend. Everybody. Thanks so much.